Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey, what's up, AfterBuzz TV? Welcome to the Ozark After Show. My name is Lauren Madrasso. We've got a great show coming up for you. But before we get to that, I have to introduce my gorgeous co-host. Whoa. Wow. Here, and Sean. What up, everybody? I will take that. I will take that. <laughs> yes, Sean, what happened to your background? Oh, you couldn't. Oh, pass it I changed. Oh, I can. I can give it to you if you wanted to get. But actually, it's very. It's funny. It's actually very suiting that I should have this as my background. Because oh. my girl, my girl. Are you psychic, Sean? Have this. Oh, no. For those of you who are just listening. Sean has somehow, he's like a tech genius and has found a way to create a green screen and superimpose images of the show back into the green screen. And today he randomly chose Ruth. We didn't know that this episode was going to be about that. And there she is. So she's wow. our fourth co-host. Welcome to the show, Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad to be here. <laughs> she Y'all talking me. about dumb stuff again? All right. <laughs> So, I would love I would love to get Ruth on as a guest. Oh my god. Man. Oh, but actual Ruth, not Yeah, the Ruth. <laughs> not the actress. We want Ruth. Like, I don't have time for your stupid show. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah. So y'all are stupid. All of y'all are stupid. Like, oh, okay. we have some incredible topics. Obviously, we're gonna largely hit Ruth because like she was kind of the epicenter of this entire episode. But we want to talk about Sue, her mighty rise and fall from Oh. <laughs> Wait, Sue, Sue was living that Sue was living that hip hop lifestyle coming through yeah. with that ride. I was like, what's oh, that? What's I really a McLaren? A McLaren? Right. Wow. <laughs> Until it wasn't. Right. Um, we're going to hit a, a bunch more things. I mean, Frank Cosgrove, everything that's going on there. Uh, lots of good, juicy topics to get to. But before we do, what were your overarching thoughts of the episode? Uh, I'll start. I mean, man, it was like you said, just enough. I, I found myself just leaning in like to this one, like literally, like you said, in the hospital scenes, um, just a lot of, um, I mean, I don't even know what the word is to describe it. I was just like very, I mean, it's all, they're always tense episodes, but this episode you were just really like, Ooh, we like with Ruth going down. And, uh, I felt like something bad was going to happen to Sue just the way things were setting up. So, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, this was one of those kind of bridge episodes where we're, like, we're setting up a lot of bad stuff that's about to go down. Mm. Um, you know, and then for the way Ruth kind of turned on Marty and Wendy, like, that was some, like, ooh, this is not going to go well. Yes. You know, the, 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 the team is falling apart here. And, I mean, and rightly so. I mean, there's, they just keep getting hit with so many things. I don't, I don't know where, I don't know how this could turn out good at all. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that was pretty brilliant because it also came after Marty for the first time, I think. I mean, obviously he's done things to show that he's cared about Ruth in the past, 
but for the first time he said out loud, she's my family. Mm. It's interesting to see how that's likely going to shift. So let's get into it. Ruth obviously had a big episode. Uh, it started with the aftermath of what she was a witness to this past one before it. And those three guys dying. I didn't realize that one of the guys that died was actually the informant. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. That at first. Yeah. So that was an interesting little factoid. But her and Helen are in there and, you know, she's getting questioned. Um, it comes to light that it looks like they're trying to pin the murder of these guys on Marty, saying that he did it because he found out that one guy was an informant. Um, and that's kind of like what starts the whole ball rolling. So Frank Cosgrove is upset with Marty. There's like an altercation there, but they make up. And then there's been a power struggle between Ruth and Frank Cosgrove Jr. the whole time, Tommy. Yeah. Um, so I knew that this was, or I had a hunch that this would come to a head, but I wasn't sure what he was going to do since he's such a loose cannon. I didn't know if he was going to beat her up. I didn't know if he was going to rape her. Or mm-hmm. both. I was actually happy that it went in that direction rather than rape because that would have been way too gory to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're right. I, I'm surprised, to be honest, if it took this long for Frank Jr. to do what he did. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, obviously, lo- losing three of his, du- of his guys, you know, that pushed him over the edge. But they've definitely been setting us up for this to happen a long time. Um, and, you know, she's got a mouth on her. I mean, I love Ruth, yeah. <laughs> but she's got a mouth. And, you know, like he's, you know, like Marty said, he's twice her size. So uh, it's, this was inevitable as far as I was concerned. Yeah. Yeah. And, you, and I, it's interesting, Lauren, that you say the, the part about the rape, because I'm wondering if mm. in the writer's room at one point if that was discussed like hey should oh. we have her you know and it's just like nah nah like we can't you know do that I think or- it probably was because there was some remember Tanir in the first episode that was before we had our lovely Sean on the panel with us but we talked about how there was like some sexual tension between the two of them for sure so I didn't know what that was leading up to I mean a lot of times when people hate each other it could easily be flipped to sexual um so I didn't know what that was leading up to at first, but it was interesting. I'm happy they took it this way rather than that. Cause like, honestly, the last thing the world needs to see is more sexual violence. Yeah. Yeah. Not I'm more with you there. In general, but like, especially that kind, it's just, yeah. uh, especially gory. Um, prior to this though, there was the conversation and we don't want to miss this, that Ruth revealed to Ben that he was bipolar and was asking if he was on his meds and everything. Yeah, that was an interesting one. Like you said, it was kind of a little, little heart to heart uh, that they had, and um, I don't know. I feel that uh, I feel like Ruth is going to go go to Ben to to handle it. You know, because the way she was kind of seeing that the birds were, you know, like oh no, we've done it, we've cut ties, and she wants blood, and she knows Ben is like hundred percent all in for. Her, so I feel like she's going to be like you know, cause he already asked her, did he do this? And she was like protect, protecting, you know, Frank for some reason in the hospital. But now after Marty was like, no, we're not- he would go kill him. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm thinking like, maybe she'll be like, you know what? I know Ben will do this for me and he's crazy enough to do it. So let's, I feel like maybe like, like uh, Sean said earlier, maybe this is going to set up to some stuff where it's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to go vigilante style and I'm going after like the mob or something. And, and 
Ben seems like that ride or die, like whatever I'm, I'm in, you know, count me in. So. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right to hear. Uh, ben is the guy who's going to do, I mean, cause he's been wanting to take care of Frank already. So like, he doesn't need any kind of push, you know, he's already got the gun, whatever it is, like he's ready to go. I thought it was interesting though, that what he said to Wendy about her conversation with Ruth, that you stole that from me. That was a very mm-hmm. like nice moment that Ben had, like, like I was going to tell her, and I, and I, in that moment, I believed him. I think that he was getting around to it, but you know, Wendy's going to be Wendy because she's Wendy, right? <laughs> and uh, and so I, I really like that line. You stole that from me. That was really nice, right? And I think it's like Wendy was trying to control the situation and keep pain from being inflicted on both sides. But when you do have any sort of thing that has been looked at as like shameful over the years or you felt like you had to keep a secret or that's just like a piece of you that you want to be the one who shares it. And I get that. It's almost like outing someone, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. So if someone's not ready to do that, it's really not your place. So I, I get that. And I, that was a beautiful moment. There are a couple of those in this. Set. There's always a couple of beautiful moments as, as well as a couple ones that are so fucked up. You can't even. Really <laughs> <process> it. <laughs> uh, one other thing to mention is that in the midst of all this, so r- before like the big beat up happens, Wendy does get a phone call from Navarro. And that was an interesting one too. Like, I mean, the thing that I think I really came to realize this episode and that we've talked about a lot this season is that this show is about power struggles. The mm. whole show is about power struggles. Who's got the power? Who's vying for the power? Who lost the power? Who's dying because of power? You know, there's different dynamics. It's about love and power struggles. Um, but I think in this call that Wendy and Navarro obviously made nice, but Wendy flexed for him and made him realize that she was just as powerful of almost, maybe not quite to the extent, but like almost as powerful of an asset to him as he was to her. Mm. yeah no that was definitely because uh like you said after they had that little conversation and she was like look you know if we go down like your safety net goes down all that stuff and then he just had his little like line like where he was quiet and he was like we'll just pick up next time you know and that's kind of like (laughs) i feel like when kids are like you know like well whatever just you know just do it next time so (laughs) exactly so he kind of realized like you said lauren um that he's like yeah she's you know she's they're definitely an integral part of like what he's trying to do so he can't get too crazy with them I mean as much as he can say you know I, I'll do this or I'm in control I own you all this stuff they they definitely have some leverage in terms of what he's trying to do you know so yeah I mean especially after the other cartel has now made their you know presence felt you know uh so it, it's kind of like you know, he's, he is, the, he runs stuff, but like he's in Mexico and this is U.S. soil and you can't do what you want to do like you can in Mexico. So you, you do need these guys. So I, I like that, that we kind of have a little bit more of an evening of power. I mean, in the, the day, he's the cartel and, you know, you don't want to mess with the cartel. Yeah. But, you know, there is logistics to things, you know, you, you need these guys to make all this work. Right. Why do you think she didn't pick up the first time? Hmm, that's a good question. Because Wendy doesn't do anything by accident, or you know, she's yeah. everything is very thought out. So that's a great point, Lauren. Um, I mean, you could argue that in the heat of the moment, 
they were worried, but I think, you know, I think, you know, he usually trumps everything. So I think that was a power move on her part. I was going to say, I think it was too, because it's one of those things like he's probably so used to like people picking up on the first ring, you know, they see his name and she let it go, like didn't pick up at all, you know, and now it's like, I got to call you back again. To, and it's yeah. just kind of like, it's slight, but it's enough where it's kind of like, you know, maybe you're not as, as important or big dog as you, I mean, he is, but maybe in his mind, he's just kind of like, man, you know, Wendy's kind of still sending a message like, look, you know, you, you definitely need us. And I'm not like, you know, just cowing down to whatever you want. You know, I mean, even though yeah. she probably should, because someone could show up at her door and cut her neck off. But Well, one thing I will say from working for, with a lot of powerful people and people of high status is that when you don't pick up their call, they get angry, but like, if you can learn to set a boundary with them, they actually will start to respect you where mm-hmm. if you don't, they'll just continue to walk all over you. So I think maybe Wendy, because of her work in politics and because of her innate understanding of power dynamics, saw that and said, you know what? You don't cut off a horse's balls and just get to get away with that. <laughs> Lauren always taking it back to the ball. I mean, really literally hitting them in the balls like that. Right She's like, ball. no, I'm, I'm going to go there with it. So. <laughs> Honestly, that horse is the real victim. <laughs> <laughs> so back to our Ruth storyline, uh, they're in the hospital. When is it Marty and, uh, and Ben are already there. And then Wendy comes in, gives Ben a big hug. Ben goes back because three says he can come back and see Ruth. They had done surgery on Ruth. And I love this moment between Wendy and Marty where they're like, how's Ruth, you know, catching up about that, like having that emotional moment. And then they turn away and they face straight and they're right back to business. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like this. All right. What's next on the agenda? We did this, 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 and this. Okay, great. Moving on. We still hate each other. Awesome. Yeah. And, and it was they, funny because there was somebody sitting in the background of the the hotel, of the hospital, uh, the waiting room there. And I almost, almost was waiting for them to kind of turn around and be like, are you guys for real? You know, because <laughs> they were just like you said, talking about just all of this like heavy stuff, just but like in a very casual situation. I was just like these two, you know, it is just it's just funny there. The relationship, how things are kind of changing, you know, Um not changing staying the same but definitely you know obviously have changed so well it, it seemed like a moment of maybe it wasn't tenderness like it wasn't the handhold we got in one of those earlier episodes but it was a moment of at least collaboration again where it was like okay maybe finally they're not working against each other but they're going to be on the same team uh wendy said i might have an in with how we can get to the fbi and um Marty was talking about how he was going to handle things with Frank Cosgrove. So it seemed like at least they were like communicating again and getting back together business-wise, which felt like a promising step for their relationship. Right. Well, and can we talk and real quick, just about like some of the Marty gangsterness, like still coming out, like the way he talked to Frank Cosgrove senior about like, if your son does this against me, hanging from a bridge in Juarez, I was Juarez. like, wow. He was like, like, Where I'm second in Mexico? Yeah, Mexico. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Deep Mexico, too. Like, <laughs> wait, isn't that where, wait, isn't that where he was? Where Marty I was? Think, I think so. Yeah, I think that's where Marty was being held prisoner in Juarez, I think, Makes right? Sense. Well, he knows what the facilities are like. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, it's like he, he was saying, like the way he was talking, I was just looking, like, he could order the hit, you know, like he's like, and it's, like, if I just snap my fingers, you know, he'll be gone and swooped up. I was like, wow, Marty, like, you know, but it was crazy because the fact that he said that and then when Ruth was like, I want you to kill him. And he was like, no, like we've cut ties, all this stuff. I was like, man, he was talking so tough, you know, before. And that's when she, when she brought up the stuff about, you know, Charlotte, if Charlotte was here and all this stuff, that's when I feel like a switch went off in Ruth's head. Maybe like, that's when she might be like, no, like I'm gonna have to handle this myself, you know, type thing. And maybe call Ben into the, in the fold. So. Well, I think. Oh, go ahead. Go, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, John. You well, I was going to say this way, going back to Marty, you know, with, with Frank Cosco, um, you know, when he says that about your son will be like, it's, it's a bluff that Frank can't call. Right. Mm. Like, and so like, it really, like, this is like the one benefit Marty gets out of being with the cartel that he can threaten them, you know? Like, so I feel like Marty really leaned into that because he knew that like, there's no way you can call me on this, Frank. If I say this, you know that it could happen. Like, right. <laughs> we already blew up your stuff. So, you know, it, it could happen. So I just, it was, it was nice to have Marty, for Marty to have that power, you know, and then to own it. Um, so just kind of going off what you were saying there. Yeah, and he's been known throughout the series to bluff a good deal in order to scare people off or to get them to do what he wants. But ultimately, we know that he's not a person who enjoys or wants to induce violence. So that made a lot of sense to me. Like, he already took a risk by cutting ties with Frank. So I don't think he wants to go ahead and murder his son when he already feels some heaviness on his conscience just from the fact that, like, Wendy killed Cade and he accidentally killed uh Zeke's dad what was his name again oh yeah I, I can't remember his oh name. uh Mason Mason is that right yeah Mason, Mason. Good call. I'm say Pastor Rick that's not right. accurate that's the pastor of my spouse's church <laughs> um, well interesting so- Lauren when you say that I don't uh I don't think Marty like I don't think Marty thought Ruth would go that far you know, no. at the end of the day, Marty, if, if they kill Frank Jr., we're just going to start a war. Like, it's never going to end. And I think Marty knows that. Um, so yeah. so I, don't, Absolutely. I don't think he was ready for Ruth to, like, pull out the Charlotte card and all that stuff. So, I mean, they're, they're good at Do you feel like that was kind of – I mean, I get why they're doing it because it's a beautiful way to push – Ruth out of Marty's arms and into Wyatt and Darlene's it's like a brilliant plot point but I thought it was kind of out of the blue for Ruth like she's never been blood hungry before she's always wanted to get her way and like get her job done and and she does like justice to an extent but I've never seen her push for murder before yeah but you know she's untouchable that's what Marty said and once that line was crossed, well, it's like, well, then what do I get? What am I doing, Marty? You know, I mean, I, I think Ruth's right. Like, I'm supposed to be untouchable. That's why that's why she got in his face, because she knows he can't do anything. Right. You know, so if he, you can't protect me from them, then why am I with you? So I don't know. I, for me, it, it made sense. But I understand what you're saying. It, it definitely is a little out of character for her. But I think this is the extreme circumstances. It just... It's like, it's on. Say it that way, it makes sense. I mean, she's probably thinking, why am I risking my life for you when you're not willing to do the same for me? Yeah. Like, 
I've done all these things, but I don't feel like I have that same thing in return. And like I you guess. said, I feel like it's almost going into that, like that street code. Like you said, if someone's untouchable, I feel like in whether it's in mob or mafia, like, you know, um, that hierarchy, like it doesn't matter who you are. If you hit some, you take out someone who's untouchable, like you're gone. Like you feel like, yeah, you, whoever you are, like that's, that's a no, no, you know? And like you said, when, she, or when she said he crossed that line, it's kind of like, I feel like in her world or, you know, like in that world of untouchableness, like doesn't matter who you are, you go down if you knew they were untouchable. So the issue um, with Marty though, is he keeps trying to walk the line between being a good person and being a gangster. And so that's where we're getting into trouble here. Like Ruth is asking him to act full gangster when he's not willing to do that himself. Yeah, that's a good point. No, you're right. I mean, because if it's up to Marty, you know, he's done with all this stuff tomorrow. You know, as where I think Wendy gets a kick out of it. Loves you know? it. Yeah, Wendy loves it. She loves the action. She doesn't career anymore. So she wants to do what the next best thing would be, which is organized crime. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, so her plan, like we're backtracking a little bit, but this is something worthwhile talking about. She meets with a beautiful silver fox and they go over a plan to help her get the FBI, like the, the info they had that Marty wanted to give Maya to the FBI. Um, that guy didn't really get a lot from him. Basically, he's a beautiful older man who's liberal and willing to be corrupted. What else is new? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I love it, Lauren. Just putting, just putting men on blast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I was just saying politicians. Not, okay. A lot of men are very wonderful, as well as a lot of women. There are good ones everywhere. I don't believe anyone's inherently bad. I think that people are born good. Anyway, this could go on forever. Uh, um, are we going to talk about uh, Darlene Wyatt a little bit? Oh, hell yeah. I just want to wrap this out with Ruth. Um, is yeah. there anything else we need to hit on, like the whole Ruth, Wendy, and Marty saga? No, I think, I mean, I think I'm good. I, I, I want to touch on Ruth a little bit with, with, with Wyatt, but I think we'll get there. Okay, so let's move into Wyatt. So the, the big thing that starts this off is that Bree goes and, and talks to Wyatt and tells him that he's, that Ruth is in the hospital and that she's in bad shape. It's revealed that he had texted Wyatt and told him this as well. Wyatt says, thanks for telling me I'm not going. And Darlene confronts him and is like, hey. <laughs> I to work on my Darlene impression. She, she does talk in like that sultry kind of voice, like all the time, like, come on. Buddy. So uh, <laughs> finally tells him what happened. And she's like, did you have a good reason? <laughs> right? Because I did. <laughs> Um, that was the funniest, like, Wyatt's face when she said that was kind of like, whoa, lady, like, wait, what? <laughs> when <laughs> and you wrote that in the comments. Yeah, I was like, this isn't the Harold and Maude Jr. story I signed up for. What the hell? <laughs> and Harold and Maude, Maude was just a nice lady who liked driving fast and not wearing seatbelts. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Yeah, she's on this cherry pick in your coffee stuff, man. Woo! Yeah, and he, but like, also, why would he know what the hell that means? Like, unless you knew the full context. Right. 
yeah, I thought it was interesting. I mean, Wyatt's reaction, because she's like, do you want to leave? He's like, uh, no, I don't think that's really an option right now. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, he wouldn't have made it out the door. So I'm just kind of taking it in. Uh, so that was, that was interesting. But I thought it was interesting, too, that Darlene was like, you need to give her another chance uh, because the real poison in all of this is the birds. Mm. So, and it's funny because she's not wrong. Yeah. You know, this whole town went to shit because of the birds. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true in a lot of ways. I do, I mean, we got to say they were, the Langmores were doing some bad things prior to the birds getting there, but it wasn't like they were murdering and being terrible people just semi-terrible yeah they were quiet criminals yeah pickpockets more so than you know they stuck to their side of the fence you know this is our side you stay over there everybody's good yeah so that was interesting i didn't know how that was gonna hit I didn't think that there was a chance that Ruth would like get away from the birds, but she does love Wyatt so much that there is that chance. And I think it's interesting that he was the first person she asked for when she woke up. Did he come? Mm. Yeah, it's a great point. That was heartbreaking, actually. Yeah, especially also how like that left off with their their last encounter and that last scene there, <clears throat> you know, when uh, Wyatt was like... Um, you know, he's like, I want to forgive you, but I'm just not there yet. And they kind of left it. You know, Ruth was like, well, where does this leave us? And he's like, I don't know. You know, and then it just kind of fades out. But I feel like he kind of planted some seeds there for a little bit. Like, and really the stuff that Darlene had planted in him where she was like, yeah. hey, the, the birds change people. Because he was like, I don't know who you are anymore. And she's like, I haven't changed. He was like, yes, you have. And I feel like maybe that might take root with... Uh, with Ruth in some way, like, man, have I changed? Or maybe, yeah, the birds are, they're, they're not even going to protect me. Like they won't even go out and kill this guy. Like maybe that, like you said, that's going to change the dynamic of, of their relationship. And maybe Ruth pulls back a little bit, like, Hey, maybe I'm not all in like I used to be because uh, you guys aren't all in on me, you know? And, uh, and like you said, maybe that she said in her, I mean, that monologue, by the way, this actress who plays Ruth is just so incredible. Uh, but the monologue she gave was so beautiful and so simple and just breathtaking. But there was one part where she said, you know, and, you know, your dad was out in the front yard and I heard, heard him fighting. And I just like thought for a second that none of this had ever happened. Mm. Which I was saying that to Nir, it kind of got me thinking, like, I wonder if that is foreshadowing of the fact that she's, Go back to the way things were, which is tying into her family unit, Wyatt and three, and maybe uh, Darlene, and kind of forming an alliance against Marty. I wouldn't put it past some of the, the stuff we've seen in this yeah. series. Like there is so much foreshadowing to say that that's going to be the case. Don't be sleeping on Darlene. I've been trying to tell Wendy this from the jump. Like, this person... <laughs> This girl is diabolical. And unfortunately, she's not wrong. So she's got a lot of truth behind her. And I mm. think Ruth is about to jump ship with Wyatt. And then I think, here's my, I'm going to give a little prediction here. I Ooh. think Wyatt's going to try to kill Marty. Ooh. Yeah, yeah wow. could be. Could be. Yeah. And you know what? It could be. I, I And I, I wouldn't doubt that, especially at the urging of, 
Darlene. Like I could see her slyly putting a gun in his hand. Like (laughs) you need to do this for all of the Ozarks and you know, your dead daddy and all this stuff. And he'd be like, yeah, that's right. You know? And then he ends up getting caught or going to jail. And Darlene's like, Hey, thanks for doing the dirty work. You know? (laughs) Well, remember what I love what she says. Cause Darlene likes to play dumb, but she's not. Would she say to him, like, don't tell me it's complicated. You got more language in you than that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, she's so smart. Yes. She knows he's smart. That he's smart. He's reading books all the time. And just the way she said it, you got more language in you than that. I was like, oh, I got chill on that line. Yeah. She's just that. She's just got that smooth kind of back door. Like, I'm going to get in, you know, get my point across. But in a real, like I said, whether it's just talking in the velvety voice or slipping in some things where you're like yeah that's right huh you know or especially he's young kind of maybe impressionable and uh yeah I could definitely see her using Wyatt and then like you said maybe recruiting Ruth on um recruiting Ruth in and just being like kind of using something maybe like hey we're all from this area these outsiders came in messing up our lives you know you need to be with us like we're family or or something like that you know and and if that happened, I mean, the way that with the, the with the information that Ruth knows, she knows how the operation works with Marty. I mean, she could do some real damage, you know, so. She's honestly the perfect ally for Darlene because she knows the inside scoop on what's going on with Wendy and, and Marty. But the thing is, if she switches sides, there's no way the cartel isn't gunning for her. Mm. So how would they ever protect her? That's true, but I feel like Ruth doesn't feel like she's protected anyway, so it's like, yeah. you know what but I mean? How do you like, keep yourself alive in that scenario? Uh, you know, I don't know. You got to hole up in the, you know, again, Darlene, you know, she's got a lot of land around her, you know, mm-hmm. and it's all fenced off and, you know, she knows it. So uh, I wouldn't want to be going on there, you know, and trying to attack her because there's a lot of booby traps. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on over there i i, I wouldn't want to mess with it. what if yeah. they go in and take out like helen because obviously helen would be the big like she's obviously down there in the trenches kind of almost like navarro's you know point person down there i mean if they took her out i mean the cartel would i feel like would have a tough time coming down you know because it would just be like um we don't know where to go or what to do i, I don't know that maybe that's something in the yeah and how come no one has taken out helen i mean she's always out and about someone could just come by and just her in her high-waisted pants. You know? <laughs> uh, speaking of Helen and, and the cartel, we have to talk about the FBI because there were quite a few interactions here with them. So Maya comes, I mean, it obviously starts with her questioning Ruth and Marty, but then ends up going to Marty and basically saying, like, you have to play fair with me. And this is after the information came out that he had tried to pitch her weeks before (laughs) and uh and basically they're going against each other calling each other bad people is what it comes down to marty's blaming her for ruth being in the hospital while she's saying that marty is not being forthright which is true but also he doesn't have reason to trust her um she even goes to wendy and reveals yet again more information that wendy didn't know which is that she's been trying to flip Marty and that Marty almost took the deal. Thoughts yeah, on well, that? I love, I love, again, they're both so good at taking in information that they didn't know 
and acting like they did. Yeah. Uh, because Wendy is like, oh yeah, of course, you know, we discussed it. And, and, then, and I mean, I just love it. She's like, thanks for stopping by. <laughs> right. Well, the fact that like on the spot, she was like, so you'd want him to be a convicted felon. You know, a convicted felon can't run like a casino in Missouri, right? You know, and she's like, yes, I'm aware of that. And like you said, Sean, just to be like on the spot, to have that knowledge and go right into that, like, we're good. Thanks for saying, you know, you're just yeah. like, man, she is just on her toes and just always, you know, I feel like that's that politician background, just having an answer for just any, any and everything to come up, you know, and just always cool under pressure. So, man. Hello? Yeah, she could, she could do an advertisement for a for a deodorant. You know, never let them see you sweat, man. I'm telling right. you. <laughs> as long as it's natural and doesn't have aluminum in it, that's cancer <laughs> problem. Yes, exactly. That was my next thought. But <laughs> oh gosh, guys. Um. So before we get to Sue, are there any? <laughs> Before uh, well, just just I wanted to mention. I thought it was interesting that they gave Helen a nice moment uh, oh, with her God. daughter. Her, she's finally like, "All right, I'm going to send you back," and she's like, "No, I want to stay." And Helen's like, "But you're going to get killed if you stay." <laughs> right. So I thought that was that was a nice again another level, another layer that they add to these characters. Where like, because you know Helen's so ruthless, but then she has a daughter that's you know just crying over this this guy who's got killed. She has to be a mom, but at the end of the day, Helen's a gangster first, so. Right. Think, she's just, the matter of factness is always just so real, even though yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, but you'll get killed, though. Yeah. yeah, she was all upset over the informant. Good thing they didn't sleep together. That would have been a real tragedy. That's probably why she was mad. She's like, we didn't get a chance. I didn't get a chance to lose my virginity, mom. I Gosh. Mean, when you're that age, yeah, I mean, when you're that age and something that traumatic happens like someone you know is murdered Oof. yeah I never have had that so I guess I can't relate but I I can think about it and it would probably really shake me yeah she's like but why couldn't we just get it in first like before you know that went down <laughs> I really don't think that's what she was <laughs> but uh maybe to near maybe <laughs> That's another storyline to maybe. Yeah, yeah. We're going to do an entire episode of how, how bummed Erin is that she didn't get right. <laughs> And she was trying, how she wanted to bring some, maybe do some drone porn, maybe, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, oh, that's right. not off the table. That's not off the table. <laughs> Before we wrap this out, after we talk about drone porn, I do have to say, because we didn't say it at the beginning of the show, you know, we love doing this show. It means so much to us. And Really, this is a free service, as you know, but the way you can pay us is by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on Apple Podcasts, following the show on Spotify, and giving us a like, subscribe, and comment in the YouTube section. We really appreciate it, and it really just helps us interact with you guys and keep this show going, so thank you. But without Thanks. further ado, let's get to Sue. <laughs> let's get to Sue. <laughs> oh, Sue, you done overplayed your hand man yeah you know what she wasn't ready for thug life let's just get ready. <laughs> ah, ah. oh that's my that's my favorite line of the night Lauren. that and is the quote quote that of the is night quote by Miss Madrasa. she wasn't ready wasn't she ready. thought she was she thought she could have the car she thought she could have the cash but you know what at the end of the day honey you're still a therapist accepting bribes you're not a thug. right 
And do we even know if she was really a therapist? <laughs> we did say trust the process, but right. you know, to be fair, literally any self-help book you could ever read would say that. So I like that we gave Nelson a little acting moment too. Like I, I almost feel like what he was saying was true about Nelson's his dog. Right. Yeah. 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 He. I. I mean, that's what I wrote. <laughs> Here, I'm gonna read you my exact note. <laughs> oh wait, oh, where is it? Love that the hitman has to. Go wait. Love that the hitman has to get a bit of therapy in. Well, you know, you're there. Why not? Right. Self improvement. Right. You know. Well, I loved how Marty, when he first saw it, he was like, that's a transformer. So yeah. get <laughs> yes. Yes. That's bumblebee, The hitman is a multi-hyphenate. He's not only great at murder and doing therapy, he also is a technology whiz, and he's great at organizing files. <laughs> Just the all-around guy, you know? Lauren was like, maybe he's not that bad. Like, he would be... <laughs> I don't mind moving to the Ozarks for him. Okay. You could do it. I think you yeah. can make it work. We can make it work. All I want is somebody who's willing to improve, you know, and clearly he is from his interest in therapy and betterment and thinking of potentially fostering a dog, <laughs> even though it hurts him. My question is, do anyway, the Ozarks have do the ozarks have a mclaren dealership like where did sue go to get like she did she order that online or something yeah yeah I, i'm with you i'm like that is a hard car to come by in that part of the world <laughs> we're not in beverly hills or like dubai like uh, right <laughs> well you know lake ozark is the dubai of the midwest <laughs> <laughs> wait i'm googling this Right. People in the Ozarks right now are probably like, hey, man, don't, don't be talking about our life. <laughs> like, right. But seriously, but I think it, wasn't, a, it wasn't McLaren, right? Or was it a Lambo? I thought it was. I, a, I thought I thought you were right. I thought it was a McLaren. I didn't think it was a Lambo. But like yeah, you said, me, I, you know, like $100,000 don't get you a McLaren, first of all. Right. <laughs> and then were the people delivered it to or whatever. <laughs> what was that? There's one in Chicago, I said. I guess you could have driven there. That's true. That's true. Maybe she uh, paid the delivery charge, you know, for them to bring it to her. Yeah. You know what, though? If that's the worst inconsistency in an episode, you're writing a great show. Uh, right. <laughs> it's true. That means, that means we, got, we don't have much to pick on then. Right, right. Yeah. No, and I was just curious. I, I mean, I did love the scene between her and Helen, too, you guys, when she was like, are you and are you satisfied with what you got? And you know what? If she would have just said yes, mm -hmm. she lived. Yeah, but because she wanted a little bit more. Yeah, they got her. They got her every time. The greed it'll get you, even when you're you're older. You know. I love it. Helen was like, "I'll make sure you're taken care of." Mm -hmm. Yeah, literally. Literally. <laughs> I, I, once she said that, I was like, "Up, oh, that, that's it." Go, go. Beautiful jumped into the water, and uh, and we found out our hitman lover is going to be uh, commissioned for more work in the near future. Now I wonder what and who she was talking about. 
Mm. Well, one could argue Ruth at this point, because now Ruth's a liability. That's true. You think they killed Ruth over Tommy? Oh, oh. oh. well, yeah, but at this point, they're not even with them anymore. So I know, but those people know everything that they're doing. Like, why would Ruth be a greater liability than him if they kill? Well, they'd have to kill Tommy and his dad. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's a lot more complicated taking out the, the, the mob. Plus, then they have all their little soldiers. So I guess you're right. Um, that's why she was probably just like hey just um just hang out because i got some more some more stuff for you could be multiple multiple jobs so just sit tight well also i don't think i mean helen's never been convinced on ruth from the beginning mm. you know she's always seen ruth as a liability so i felt like she's changing her mind this season though well i think she was possibly but you know as soon as all this was down i don't know i just feel like end of the day helen you know she'll She's business first, so. She's Masamenos on Ruth. Yeah. Masamenos. <laughs> Trying to be on brand. <laughs> oh, but the only thing, There's... the best thing we learned tonight is definitely that uh, that Sue was not ready for that thug life. <laughs> That's it. Oh, my gosh. Lauren, putting it down. Episode, I was so sure she was. Yeah, we all we I thought maybe the OG. Apparently not. Right. Like, what if she had whipped a gun out from behind her back and it was, like, bigger than Nelson? Then she, like, blown him away. Then I would have been like, no! That's what I'm talking about. That would have been great. You know what? She needs a spinoff. Let's bring her back. Let's bring her back. Because we never actually saw her die. I mean, she could have got away or, you know, something or jumped out the car. I'm just saying. I think, I think, I think Sue's done. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. It's kind of like one of those things sometimes like in the soap operas, like if you never actually see the person shot, you know, they always bring them back like, sure. oh, he was just in, uh, you know, another country on a safari and he just got lost and then they end up coming back, you know, because you never saw him actually like blood coming out of him. So maybe she just... has a twin sister that we don't know see? about. Come back and avenge her death. We'll take <laughs> her McLaren out of the water. Wow. And- Direct the car and claim the lives that claim the lives of her darling sister. That's season four, episode one, just bombshell right there. <laughs> right there. Well, guys, I mean, I feel like we've already said so many Hell to the Ozark moments, but do you have one that stands out? <laughs> um, that's funny. I wrote one down. Where is it? Oh my goodness. Oh, it's gone. Oh, there. Oh, I guess it was, it was, it was Frank punching Ruth and then of course beating her down but like that comes out of nowhere it's just boom and I was like oh wow that's definitely a hell to the nose arc yeah mine would uh, would definitely be the um I guess it was the uh, just the whole Sue uh situation from the the beginning of her showing the car to you know just the end with Frank there I was like oh you know as soon as he's sat down you know and uh well really like you said when uh what's her name helen was talking you just had that ominous feeling like oh man i'm yeah. sorry you know so when it went down you're just like hail to the nose arm yeah my moment was definitely when her and helen were talking i mean when when she said she wasn't satisfied i knew it was curtains for sue curtains <laughs> what <laughs> you say 
All right, guys. Well, any predictions? I already gave mine. Wyatt's taking out Marty or going to try to. I gave mine too. I think that Sue and, uh, or not Sue, I got Sue on the brain. Well, <laughs> Sue's sister will be coming back. But um, besides that, I think that, uh, what's her name? Oh my God, Ruth. It totally oh. left my brain. That was so scary. So I think that Ruth will join with Wyatt and Darlene. Um, I guess in mine is going to be, I think Ben is going to jump in there and, uh, and take out, do something crazy uh, that could be include taking out Frank Cosgrove Jr. Right. Cause we didn't even talk about his little emotional breakdown where he thought they needed to lose, leave town, which actually wasn't that bad of an idea in retrospect. Yeah. But I think, you know, I think Ruth's right between the cartel and the FBI, they wouldn't have got too far. No, but at least she wouldn't be beaten up, but it's okay. She's fine now. <laughs> all right guys well where can we find you on the internet and elsewhere give your home address <laughs> uh you can find me at sean star 75 on the gram and gorilla suit sean on twitter and you can find me at tenere w that's at t-e-n-e-r-e-w on both instagram and twitter Fantastic. You can find me at Lauren LaGrasso everywhere. I have a single coming out on the 17th of April called mm. Rock. And you can also listen to my podcast. I did an amazing one on Tuesday. That's all about things that you can do while you're quarantined to have fun, uh, ways to keep your relationship healthy uh, with yourself and others, ways to like ease anxiety so definitely check that one out it's called unleash your inner creative and it's anywhere you can get podcasts and keep listening to us here at after buzz tv because we love you all right our founder right. kevin undergaro and me maria menounos would like to thank you for tuning in to after buzz tv Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.